What's going on, beautiful people? The Black Hokage here, aka TBH. And to be honest, I like to welcome you back to my show, Hokage Thoughts, the show where I ain't no hoes, but we do think out loud here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you choose to listen to this show on. Today, in which I'm recording, is December 18th, 2020. And honestly, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, pilling. I, I don't do perks. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I got a lot going on behind the scenes, you know, big deals I'm working on, trying to stay busy as we go into like, what is this, month 10, 11 of this COVID lifestyle, man? Just trying to stay positive, keep your mind off them, you know, them late nights where you get in your head and shit like that and just stay busy with the work. I got a lot of things coming up too, so it's been keeping me busy. Um, So... If you want to support the show, the best way to do so before we get into it is rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. It helps move my show up the algorithm, which in turn brings in new listeners. Now, if you want to further support the show, please consider financially supporting the show by uh, sending a donation to the Cash App. My Cash App is dollar sign the Black Hokage L8. Uh, if you're watching the video version at youtube.com slash the Black Hokage, it'll be right there on the top left dollar sign the Black Hokage L8. And uh, for those of you unaware who haven't been watching the YouTube videos lately, maybe like the last three I announced it, uh, I'm giving away a free PS5. So if you're watching the YouTube version uh, at youtube.com slash the Black Hokage, there will be a link in the description box below. Click that link and you can win a free PS5. I'm giving it away for the holidays. I got some extras. I'm going to be giving away more stuff in 2021. That's going to be one of my goals to be more charitable. Uh, if you are not watching the video version, you want to enter that PS5 giveaway, because I know I have a lot of listeners on Apple and Spotify who don't even like really check out my Twitch or my YouTube channels. Uh, try going to uh, my Twitter. My Twitter is Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. It'll be the pinned tweet at the top. You got like seven days left to enter the giveaway. So if you want to win a, a free PS5, click the link in the description box below the video version or follow me on Twitter and look for my very first tweet it'll be pinned at the top you can enter the giveaway uh, and like i said 2021 that's one of my goals to be more charitable to give back to the people who support me so i'm gonna be trying to give away i've been trying yo on stream if you come through to the streams twitch.tv slash the black hokage uh i've been trying i've been competing uh showing people i'm not using bots and shit i mean i did it with the original ps5s i got three ps5s the first time um i've been competing like everybody else i've been on the wall i'll stop in the middle of my game I'll go, I'll go in Walmart, Best Buy, but these bots keep fucking beating me. I'm just refreshing the page, trying to get these PS5s and shit. So I'm trying to get more hands on PS5s. I'm trying to get more hands on the Xbox Series X whenever they're in stock so I can give them away to you guys. Um, if I'm not able to do that, we'll give away some Nintendo Switches or something like that. Uh, we're going to do something. We're going to do something to make somebody's day. Uh, so that's my goal for 2021, to be more charitable. Anyways, um, yo. Before we get into the show, I haven't been watching a lot of TV, but I have been watching The Mandalorian Season 2, which first and foremost, I watched the season finale last night. Not going to spoil anything, but if you have not watched Mando, you can watch Season 1 and 2 in one sitting if you wanted to. There's two seasons right now, and both seasons are 18 episodes, so there's a total of 16, there's a total of 16 episodes, and the episodes are only like 30 to 40 minutes besides the first episode in Season 1. I think that one was like an hour, but after that, it's only like 30 to 40 minutes per episode. Oh my fucking God. The season finale of season two just came out and the ending like Mandalorian. I always said that I've never been a big Star Wars fan, but I was a big fan of the universe. And I think it's because I'm a big like Mass Effect fan or whatever. Like I love like space drama, sci fi dramas and stuff like that. Um, And Mandalorian is a great example. People tell me to watch the Clone Wars, too. I never really got into it, but people tell me the Clone Wars is a good example. I've always loved the universe of Star Wars, but I never really loved the movies like that, if that makes sense. I always felt like George Lucas or or whoever's in charge with the series now, Disney, I've always felt like they could do more with the franchise and they always just kind of relied on the same old spectacle, this old space spectacle between the fucking the Jedis and the, um, the Siths or whatever. 
Um, but with Mandalorian, it gives you a look, different look at the universe. And it feels, the stories feel like real people. It feels like a real space drama. It feels like a real, much more personal uh, versus the movies. They were just big ass spectacles with lasers fall, fl flying everywhere, fucking force chokes and fucking and like some of that stuff is cool but like the mandalorian feels like a personal story where you watching characters develop and like the the special effects if you haven't seen the show the special effects are almost damn near movie quality like they're spending a lot of money on this show um but the thing is none of the special effects in the show are a spectacle they're there to serve the purpose of the story they're there because they had to be because this is the universe that's in space or whatever um so that's one thing that i really liked i felt like the special effects in this show complement the story versus trying to carry it, making it a spectacle. And woo, all of season two was fire. But the the woo, the season finale, I cannot wait for season three. I cannot wait for the Obi-Wan. It got me excited for the Ahsoka TV show as well as the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show. And I think they're doing a um I think they're doing an Anakin show. Don't quote me on that, but I think they're doing one. But it's got me excited to see where they're going. And then also at the end of this is not really a spoiler, but the end of fucking Mando season two, they announced season three is coming in uh, 2021. Watch it. Watch it. Like I said, you can watch if you never watched the show before, you can watch both seasons in one sitting if you want. Just pick a day and just watch that shit. I promise you, you will not be disappeared, uh, disappointed. Very rarely do you hear me praise something a lot or fangirl. And this is coming, I'm telling you, this is coming from someone who I don't consider myself a Star Wars fan, but The Mandalorian probably made me into a Star Wars fan. Uh, this is coming from someone who was not a big Star Wars fan. And I was like fangirl over, over the shit after I saw that. And I was like, hey, yo, this is... You ever like watch something and it's like, yo, this is a labor. Like, you know how like when like somebody cooks something for you, like, mm, put your foot in this shit. Like this, that, that's what it feels like. It feels like this was a labor of love. And that's dope to see, especially in 2020, because this year, this year fucking sucks. But it is what it is. So check out Mandalorian season two. That's my first recommendation. Uh, I got a couple quick stories. Let's go ahead and get into those. Got some first impressions I want to talk about. And then I took some questions from you guys. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. Um, the first story, this one pertains to everybody. Uh, it's probably a little bit more important to anybody who wants to be a content creator or anybody that is. But I think this also pertains to everybody. So I think you should pay attention to this story. So there's a U.S. law that's been proposed that could make streaming copyrighted material a felony. So before, when it came to DMCA, DMCA takedowns copyrighted material, they would a either send you like a cease and desist letter like yo delete that shit before we sue your ass and then if you didn't we would sue you or you would get like a copyright strike on your fucking channel like let's say twitch or youtube three strikes you're out but now they're talking about making it a fucking felony um this shit is this shit is spooky um primarily in order to be the subject to criminal problems okay you need to either be listen don't and this this is why i said this 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 is why i think it appeals to everybody i think this this is a I don't want to say appeals, but this applies to everybody is whether you're a content creator or not. I know a lot of you like to post memes of like copyrighted music on Twitter or Instagram and shit. You could get hit with shit with this shit, too. And like, you don't want to be some 18, 19 year old posting some meme with copyrighted music and then you end up catching a fucking felony. This hasn't passed. This is just a proposal. You end up catching a felony and um, your life is ruined because of this. Um, freaking. And it, they're talking about fucking fines up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Uh listen man you don't want to get it what, what are you in here for prison for bro oh i was robbing niggas i was stealing i was killing i robbed a bank fucking blew up a building and then they get to your ass what are you in here for bro what, yeah i got a felony oh shit you a felon bro what you in here for yeah man i was streaming that new drake album bro on twitch i was i, was, <laughs> I posted a fucking love meme on twitter with fucking with, with a usher song on it or some shit like that wait a minute 
You one of them dudes that went to prison because of fucking Spotify? Like, imagine getting your ass beat in the shower. Like, you would get fucking jumped in the showers. They'd beat your ass because they know you soft. He listens to Drake, bro. He don't even listen to Drill. I know this shit is fucking annoying. Um, what was about to say? It's just, it, it ain't worth it. Stay away from the copyrighted music. Stay away from the copyrighted music. Stay away from the copyrighted content. Stop streaming. Tele I see a lot of Twitch streamers streaming like television shows and shit on, um, on Twitch. Don't, don't do that. Fucking at most you might see me like stream like a game trailer or something like a movie trailer, but like stop, stop fucking streaming kitchen nightmares on Twitch. Stop streaming music. I be in streamers. One of the biggest things that I see in streamers chats when I be like, yo, are you, you sure you should be playing that Drake on your stream? They always hit me with the, um, Oh, I'm a small streamer. They're, they're gonna nah, bro. The copy, the fucking, the music industry. They are petty and they are hurting for pennies, especially in 2020, because companies can't, uh, not companies, but artists can't really tour like that because of COVID. Uh, so like these record companies are strapped and they are hurting for cash and they're looking for any reason to take you down. So don't think because you only have 20, 30 viewers, they won't come after your ass. Um, just stick to fucking royalty free music if you want a suggestion for royalty free music for your um if like you want to do youtube my favorite website that i go to for royalty free music this wasn't even in the show notes but i'll show you again my favorite website is uh in computech uh it's this guy named kevin mcleod if you go listen to his music his his whole website has a uh, royalty free music just go on on google and search i n c i o m p e t e c h in computech and he has a royalty free mu music section and he has hundreds of royalty free backtrackings that you can use for your videos uh, you'll actually be surprised how many of these songs you recognize because a lot of your favorite youtubers use them so like if we, if we want to talk about goats in the content creation field kevin mcleod never met this dude but He's great. He, like as you can see on, on, on my Google page, if you're watching the YouTube version, he has over 2,000 pieces of royalty-free music in his library. All you gotta do is give him credit, and you can use it. Like I use this shit all the fucking time. Um, and then also, there's some royalty-free play uh, playlists. The one that I use on Twitch, I'll bring it up here on Spotify. Here, this one is actually a playlist that was designed by somebody in my uh, who frequents the chat. If you guys know, he's a regular named Abs Move. He's a producer. Uh, he makes beats, so he created a collection of like all his beats uh, that he doesn't mind letting people stream for free. It's called Twitch Dramittals. Very smart of him. I Honestly, if you are a producer, I would encourage you to put all your throwaway beats on Apple and fucking Spotify and promote them as a royalty-free playlist because it'll generate some passive income for you. And that's, that's what I was telling him to do, so that's what he did. Uh, so I listened to his beats on stream. He has a lot of like really dope beats, as well as um, Black just put out a, uh, a fucking uh, playlist. What was it called? It was called Gifts. Gifts something uh prometheus beats that's his name that's what black goes by do 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 i feel bad i thought i saved this shit i thought i saved it anyways um if you want actually if you want a link to these royalty playlists i know black's playlist is on my faq if you want to link to my royalty play playlist if you're watching the youtube version of the podcast at youtube.com slash the black okage uh in the description box of the video version there will be a link to my faq um click the faq and then scroll down and there's a section for all the royalty free playlists i have links for uh soundcloud spotify apple multiple different playlists uh, all royalty free music to stay out of trouble i'm telling you listening to drake is not worth risking everything all the hard work that you put in unless you don't give a fuck and you just do this for a hobby but even still it's not even worth risking a, a felony because if this shit passes a lot of people are gonna be in trouble a lot of people are gonna be in trouble so just be aware Things are going to get worse. Things are probably going to get worse. Um, speaking of things getting worse. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Let me bring up this fucking story real quick. Cyberpunk. Woo! 
Uh, yeah, so, yo, today in which I'm recording, it is December 18th. Tomorrow on the 19th, we're actually recording the GI podcast with uh, Ethos and uh, JG. So I don't want to talk too much about this. I didn't really want to talk too much gaming because I wanted to save it for the for the GI podcast. We go more in depth with that stuff. So for those of you unaware, the 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 basically Cyberpunk 2077 is a PC exclusive. Basically, what Ethos said, the, it, it has been the launch has been a disaster. Regardless of uh, so the last gen version is complete dog shit. The Xbox One and PS4 version. Um, the next gen version, the PS5 and Xbox Series X, I hear it runs okay, but it still crashes a lot and it's full of bugs. And then the PC version, it runs okay. It's not the best optimized, but it's still a shit ton of bugs. I've encountered some some crazy game breaking shit. And like every time I stream the game, like I'll stream it for like two hours and I'll find like 20 different bugs. And like the chat just be dying laughing at my reaction because some of it be, there's literally been times where it's fucked up my, um, my chance to, uh, accomplished the mission because the game is like running into all different types of bugs and it's so bad this game clearly needed like another six months to a year in the fucking oven this game is so fucking bad in terms of optimize optimization and bugs that sony booted they booted it's like in their statement to cyberpunk fucking cd project red is trying to make it seem like they removed the game from fucking uh psn no sony removed cyberpunk 2077 off the psn store because it's so fucking bad this game was so poorly made, they kicked it off of PSN. I did not see this shit coming, and they're offering people uh, refunds on the PS4. If you if you own the disc version on PlayStation, it should still work. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it should still work as the fucking disc. But if you had, if you plan on buying the game digitally, you can no longer buy it because the quality of it was so bad. And if you haven't seen it, just go on YouTube, search PS4 or Xbox One footage of Cyberpunk 2077. They've done tests. Uh, I think it was Digital Foundry. The game runs on average between 10 and like 20 frames uh the shit like it comes to a complete halt it blue screens fucking the textures don't load in uh like you'll be driving down the street like the signs and stuff won't fucking load and shit uh so fucking cd project red they released this statement and they said hold on let me see, see i can see it they said following our discussion with playstation a decision was made to temporarily suspend digital distribution of cyberpunk 2077 on the playstation store you can still buy physical versions of the game in brick and mortar stores and online. All purchased digitals and physical copies of the game will continue to receive support and updates as we continue to improve our experience. According to our knowledge, starting today, everyone who is not willing to wait for updates and wants to refund their digital copy of the game can do so by submitting a request. And the thing is, they knew the game was this bad. If you go look at the footage, it's so fucking bad. And it makes me wonder, because remember, they delayed this game like two, three times. It makes me wonder how bad it was like six months ago. And um, keep in mind that we did not know, we didn't even know when the PS5 was going to come out until like two, three weeks before it even actually came out. If you guys remember that same thing with the Xbox, that was one of the big controversies. Like, yo, when are they going to give the release date on the PS5? So like they can't sit up here and say that, because they tried to make the argument that their focus was next gen. No, their focus was PC because we didn't even know when next gen was coming out. Um, and that next gen version reportedly be crashing too. So their focus was actually the PS4, Xbox One, and PC version. And they knew that shit was dog shit. They tried to hide it. They tried to delay it. It looks like the rumors are true. And I can't wait to hear what Ethos has to say about this. This shit is going to be so fucking funny. This is supposed to be the savior of gaming. The savior of gaming. But it was nothing but a hot mess. And this is what I said. I said... And a, a few weeks ago in a stream that because uh, we were talking about like the greatest I should release that fucking I should release that uh, VOD as like a video on YouTube. This is like weeks before Cyberpunk came out. We were talking about what are the greatest studios in gaming history. And I was making the argument for like Respawn, Insomniac, uh, fucking Sony Santa Monica, like all these different studios. Um, and like some people were saying Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk. And I was like, no, not Cyberpunk, my bad. Uh, CD Projekt Red. And I was like, no, because CD Projekt Red put out 
the Witcher 3. People forget they put out the Witcher 1 and 2, which were all right games, but they were just looked at as like an okay studio until the Witcher 3 came out. So I was like, they had one hit under their belt. And in my opinion, you got to have at least three classics under your belt before we start putting you on the on the Hokage Mountain, the, the, Mount Mush, the, the Mount Rushmore of fucking greatest studios of all time. So I said, if Cyberpunk is fire, I said, it'll put them in the conversation, but they still need one more belt. And this shit, this, this launch, the PC version, and we're going to get to the gameplay. Uh, the PC version runs okay, but even still, like, it's not even that great of a game like this. I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, we can get into the first impressions. Fuck it, because I had it on the show notes. Um, let's talk first impressions of Cyberpunk. Once we get past all the bugs and glitches, and if we just talk about the game as it is, like, let's pretend that it fucking works. Um, in my opinion, I put it on the wrong damn screen, my bad. In my opinion, Cyberpunk 2077 is not the best game of 2020. Um, my favorite games of 2020 still are Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, Doom Eternal, and uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Those are my top three. I got to play uh, Phoenix Immortal Rising. I feel like that's going to be one of my favorite games. Assassin's Creed Valhalla got... It got uninstalled last night on stream. There's a video coming for that on YouTube soon. You're, you're going to see. Just it, And it pained me on all that shit. We're going to talk about that too. Um, but Cyberpunk 2077, based off what I played, I got like 15 hours on the game, I think. Uh, it's cool. It's basically Deus Ex meets Fallout. Um, it's cool. First impressions, the world is beautiful. It's colorful. It's vibrant. Certain sections of the game feel really alive and feel dense. Uh, like you see people having conversations, doing interesting things. And there's other parts of the city where it's completely dead. Um, so it's like the city is like a hit or miss, but I like it for the most part. Um, the combat, the actual gameplay. So for these unaware, I'm a gameplay first type of person and first impressions of the gameplay after a few hours. Um, it's serviceable. I would call it serviceable. It's something to do, but is it fun to me? That's what I've been struggling with. Is this game fun? And the answer for me right now, 10 to 15 hours into it, uh, kinda. Yeah, it's all right. Like the, the shooting is pretty straightforward. It's nothing nothing special. Um, like you get like different abilities, like hack the cameras and shit like that. It dead ass, this game dead ass reminds me of fucking Deus Ex. But the thing is, I feel like I enjoyed Deus Ex better because it ran better and I don't know, like the characters and stuff, but the gameplay, it's, I would say it's serviceable. It's like a C plus, like a B minus. Um, it didn't really feel like the, like if I had to do a top 10 right now, this would be in my top 10, but it'd be in the the bottom half, like between 10 and five, it'd be somewhere between those. I, I can't see this in my top five of 2020 based off what I played right now. That, that could change. The story could be absolutely fire, but yeah, the prologue, the prologue is like four hours long, um, probably like four to six, depending on your skill level. It took me like four hours to beat the prologue and the prologue was really interesting. The middle of it was a little slow, but it was really interesting for the most part. And then you get to the actual main story of the game and it kind of slowed down for me. And it's really not that interesting in the point that I'm at right now. I find that I honestly don't give a fuck about any of the characters and I just catch myself talking to the chat versus like when I play Assassin's Creed, I really sit there and I'm engaged in the world and the universe as well as other single player games. Like when I was playing Ghost of Tsushima, um, I really sat there and paid attention during key moments uh, before I started talking again. But with this during the key moments, I find I don't give a fuck about the characters in this game. Um, Keanu Reeves character, he's probably like the coolest character because he's basically like, like minor spoiler. He's basically, well, no, I don't, I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, He's interesting. He's probably like my favorite character so far, but everybody else I don't really care about. 
I would say the strongest point in this game is, which is interesting, is because I made the argument that I was actually just going to run through the story. Uh, the strongest point in this game that I've seen so far, in which I played, is actually the side missions. They're like they're singular, insular stories that are easy to follow. They're entertaining. They're engaging. And it's funny too because, like, in several reviews, they said the same thing, and I thought they were joking. But it feels like the side quests are actually far more interesting than the main story, and it actually benefits you to play the side quests because they affect the main story. It's just the main story feels like a fucking chore to play. Um, the stealth mechanics in this, I feel like they could be a lot better. They weren't they weren't that great in my opinion. The gunplay, everybody's a bullet sponge. This shit, this shit is like fucking um Deus Ex meets Fallout meets the division. Because everybody's a bullet sponge. You hit them in the head ten times and they don't die. Uh, unless you got the sniper rifle, like a, one of them big ass 50 cal futuristic sniper rifles. Um, but first impressions off of this game, would I recommend it for $60? No. Wait till the price drops, especially because, in all honesty, there's supposed to be a big patch coming in January that's supposed to. So, because this is another controversy for those of you unaware, if you buy the game on the PS5 or the Xbox Series X, you're actually getting the PS4 and the Xbox One version. It's just slightly enhanced, I think, on like the frame rate. But the next gen enhancements are coming in a big January update. So, if you want to play this on your PS5 or your Xbox Series A, uh, Series X, I would actually wait till January when that patch drops because the next gen version is actually not even out. It's just a fucking uh past gen port on next gen so the true next gen version is actually only on pc right now um so like i would say wait till the price drops wait till that january patch drops maybe wait even longer and you know what's funny i said in that stream about cd project red another reason why i don't trust them i was like i was like i played the witcher 3 at launch on pc and i was like people all people ever remember is how good the witcher 3 is nobody remembered the launch i remember that shit. the launch for the witcher 3 damn near blew up blew up my pc because cd project red is not the best at optimizing games and i remember that shit would make my shit crash sometimes would make it stutter um and i said that uh and people were like oh no you hate it wasn't like that and lo and behold the same exact thing is, do, is going on with cyberpunk it's crashing on consoles and it it hasn't crashed for me on pc but i will say that it does stutter um there are it is full of bugs and glitches and it, this game is definitely not optimized this is the first game that i've and i have a beast pc i have a 2080 in my fucking pc i have a ryzen 2700x 32 gigs of ram my pc is still a beast and my cpu hovers around like 60 percent on average and just to give you kind of like an idea of how games normally run normally my pc runs at like 20 to 30 percent uh capacity when i'm running games but this shit jumped it up to 60 like it's using the majority of its power and it's still struggling so this game is not optimized just like the witcher 3 was not optimized at pat at, at launch the witcher 3 became optimized after like a year because they kept putting up putting out patches so first impressions i kind of feel like you probably should wait for a few patches maybe wait for the price to drop it is a good game it is a good game i don't want to take that away from it it's just like eh. It's not as it's not the savior of your gaming, in my opinion, at least where I'm at right now. And that's my first impressions. That is my first impressions of Cyberpunk. Hopefully that guy that helps some of y'all. Um, before I get into the Valhalla fucking first impressions, freaking I don't let me let me share this new story. I don't know why I put I don't know why I put this like the notes in this order. But for those of you unaware, Sony now owns Funimation. Sony purchased Funimation. Uh, so now they own Crunchyroll and Funimation. And I don't know how to feel about this. I'm trying to figure out what's their play for this. Because I don't know if Funimation and Crunchyroll are profitable businesses. I'm too lazy to look it up. Um, but I'm trying to figure out what's their play for this. Are they just doing this to add things to their catalog of um, businesses that they're in and they want to control them? Are they doing this to bring more content over to the West? But what I'm more concerned about is, are they doing this to make Funimation and Crunchyroll PS5 exclusives? 
That would be really fucking annoying if they made the apps. It doesn't make sense from a business standpoint, because if your goal is to stream content, you would want it to be on every platform. But like, I would not be surprised if Sony tried to take Funimation and Crunchyroll and make those apps exclusive to the PS5. Like, imagine them taking that shit off the Internet, taking it off Xbox. I mean, taking it off like the web browser, the website. And be like, you got to stream it exclusively through the PS5 or Sony TVs. If they, I don't think they'd be dumb enough to do that because that'd be a stupid business decision. Like you're really limiting, limiting your audience, and that's just gonna push further, push people to like illegal anime websites. But I'm not ruling it out because Sony is not as pro consumer as people like to think. So I'm actually curious to see what they're gonna do with that. Um, they said we're proud to bring Crunchyroll into the Sony family. Funimation. Uh, we, we want to create the best possible experience for fans and greater opportunity for creators, producers, and publishers in Japan and elsewhere. Funimation has been doing this for over 25 years. So it says that I'm hoping that they're doing this. Base, best case scenario, I'm hoping Sony purchases Funimation and Crunchyroll because they want to put pump more money into bringing more anime to the West. They have no they have no plans on trying to make this exclusive for like the PS5. They just want to bring more anime over here, maybe things that we haven't heard of. Like they said, they want to support the creators and stuff like that. Because for those of you unaware, anime is a very um, anime and manga is a very hard business to sustain. There's so much competition and uh, only so much money to go around. So hopefully Sony is doing this to actually grow the industry and not use it as a ploy to get people to buy PS5s. Because if that's the case, that's real scummy and whack. And motherfuckers is just going to start using using all them illegal, uh, them illegal sites. Freaking motherfuckers act like it's not easy to find what you want. It's as easy as one, two, three. And only the real ones will know what I'm saying when I say one, two, three. The holidays are here, and I'm going to be honest with you, you're, you're cutting it close, but what do they say? Better late than never, right? If you need a dope idea for a gift and want to save some cash, then check out Raycon's wireless earbuds. I've had a lot on my mind these days, and one of my favorite things to do is go for a long walk to clear my mind. Lo-fi is what complements my Raycon wireless earbuds. Reason being is they are compact, they're snug in my ears, and it's the quality sound. And with seamless Bluetooth pairing and a comfortable noise isolating fit, you can start listening right away and you can keep listening for hours. The audio quality is amazing. I mean, it's comparable to what, what you get from those premium brands, except for what Raycon starts at half the price. So for the holidays, get them something they can use for calls or music or for work or for play at home or on the go or you could pick up a pair for yourself. Trust me, you're gonna use them every day. And since they're a sponsor of the show, I'm in you to go on over to buyraycon.com slash Hokage today and get 20% off of your Raycon order. But hurry, this offer is available for a limited time only and you don't wanna miss it. That's buyraycon.com slash Hokage to get 20% off of your Raycons. I repeat, buyraycon.com slash Hokage and get 20% off of your order. So I've been thinking about making some personal changes lately and I wanted to start by improving my self-care routine. The problem was I had no idea where to start, and then I found Hawthorne. See, Hawthorne is a premium tailored personal care brand that makes it easy for guys to feel and smell their best. You start with their quiz, they ask you things like, um, I don't know, what's your favorite drink, how often do you shower, how often do you wash your hair, do you smoke? Um, and all these answers that you give in this quiz are factored into the results. The quiz was easy to complete too, and I was shocked at some of the in-depth questions that they asked. And one of my favorite products that I received was their lotion. Look, I'm a stickler for the brands of lotion in which I use. I really don't switch that often. Um, but Hawthorne, it left my skin soft all day and it wasn't greasy. And that's actually one of my problems with most brand lotions is they're actually greasy. But Hawthorne's lotion, it just felt right. And if you want to upgrade your self-care routine, Hawthorne is a fun and convenient way to get a super high quality product tailored specifically for your needs. Hawthorne even takes the risk out by giving you free shipping on your orders and returns. And if you don't like their products, they'll even retailer them for you based off your feedback. 
And since Hawthorne is a sponsor of the show, go on over to Hawthorne.co and take their quiz today and get started with your personalized self-care routine by going to Hawthorne.co and using promo code Hokage to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.co and use promo code Hokage at Hawthorne.co. Remember, use promo code Hokage and try out some of their amazing colognes, lotions, deodorants, and all the other products they have. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, yo, let's talk about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So last night I uninstalled that shit on stream and oh my God, um, it deserved to be uninstalled. I like, you know, it's funny. Like I had been thinking about uninstalling it. I really did. But for those of you unaware, Assassin's Creed is one of my favorite franchises of all time. I've played every single Assassin's Creed in this franchise besides like the mobile games, but all the mainline ones, the console PC ones, I've played them all. I put 180 hours into Assassin's Creed Odyssey. For those of you who come through to the streams, I was literally playing that game for like a year and a half on stream. And like that, it became a meme at one point. We're like, oh, you still playing this? They had so much content for this shit. I, shit, I love Assassin's Creed 1, 2, Brotherhood, 3 was eh, 4, was that the pirate one? I didn't like that one. Then what, came Syndicate? That one was eh. Then what came after that? What came after Syndicate? Was it Origins? I loved Origins. I loved Odyssey. I, lo I love like half the games. And I was looking forward to Valhalla. Um, and to be honest, the more I started to play it, the more it started to grow on me. The actual care of e Eivor, the actual character of Eeyore or Eivor, whatever. Wait, Eeyore is from Winnie the Pooh, right? The damn donkey. I don't know. Uh, fucking. But the character, the main character started to grow on me. Um, I keep messing up and putting the wrong damn thing on the screen. My bad. Um, England started to grow on me. Um, there are more colorful areas. That was my concern that it was a little too gray, but there are more colorful areas. Um, and the gameplay was starting to grow on me a little bit too, like the whole Viking aspect and raiding and looting and the actual action and the abilities. But 2020 has just been rough, man. Um, it's hard to be immersive in the world. And I, I forgot to say this for my cyberpunk first impressions. The bugs and glitches just really break the immersion of the actual game, especially when a game like cyberpunk was so built on immersion. And the same thing is with Valhalla. I don't know if immersion was that big of a deal for the Assassin's Creed franchise, but it does break the immersion for me of being a whole Viking and shit. When you're constantly clipping through the environment, falling through shit, uh, NPCs not reacting to anything, just standing there, um, stupid AI. This game is full of bugs and glitches. And last night I ran, I, I hit my, I hit my turning point. Most of the time you can just restart your save file and everything would be okay. But I ran into a game breaking glitch in the game last night and I ended up, I, I streamed for two and a half hours. I ended up losing two and a half hours of progress because I could not get past this game breaking glitch. I got to a point in the game where like my character kept having the ax stuck in their hand. Like at a certain point after combat, you're supposed to put your ax back in. And then once you can, um, once you do that you can fast travel or do whatever you want the problem is my character would not put the axe away so i could not fast travel i could not go anywhere and then uh fucking i restarted the game and i found the game was completely broken once i restarted the game my character no longer had the axe out and i didn't have the fast travel glitch anymore but now when i would try to fast travel to somewhere else to the next mission the game would instantly desynchronize and, and if you never played assassin's creed uh they have what's called the animus in there, like you're playing through somebody's bloodline and shit. So a desynchronization is you die, basically. So anytime I would try to fast travel to the mission, the game would desynchronize. I lost two and a half hours worth of saved progress because the game literally will not let me progress. Um, fucking I tried changing the gender. I tried restarting the game. Um, I tried fucking trying to unequip shit like the game is just broken. I literally was stuck and I have 20 hours into this game 
And this wasn't the only, I was finding tons of glitches that were breaking the immersion. Like I said, clipping through the environment, um, NPCs not doing anything, certain uh, dialogue not working. Uh, oh, the music. The music has been glitched in the game for the entire, and it's funny too, because I never, and this is why I always say when I preview games, uh, keep in mind that it is a vertical slice. So keep it, so um, everything I say, take with a grain of salt. They let me play the game when they preview, let me preview it for like two to four hours. And I'm pretty sure that two to four hours that they let me play was probably polished. But the full game, I literally played last night for two and a half hours on stream and no music popped up. And like people in the chat were like bringing that up. They was like, yo, is, is there supposed to be music during like this combat part or? this stealth part and like i thought about it, i was like i had gotten so used to it i didn't even realize that there was no music playing so then i went into the settings and i opened it up and yeah the, the music was on uh because i thought maybe i turned it off or something for some reason but nope i did not turn it off so the music doesn't work in this game like the sound effects don't work it's so fucking buggy and janky this is another game that felt like it needed another six to fucking 12 months in the in the oven um and that makes me mad too because one of the lead producers and developers on the game he follows him on follows me on twitter and he like posted some screenshots come on look how beautiful this game is yeah that's cool but the game doesn't fucking work um and like the glitches are cyberpunk's glitches are like kind of annoying but i haven't encountered anything that's game breaking yet yet that can get uninstalled too because it's getting on my nerves uh but valhalla i ran into game breaking glitches and it was so bad it really broke my heart i had 20 hours on the game you know i'm a big assassin's creed fan and honestly the game is not bad it's just unpolished there's no way i have to be consistent there's no way i can recommend assassin's creed valhalla in its current state i heard it runs better on console i can't confirm that but the pc version is dog shit dog it's dog shit and it pisses me off because everybody that i know that's played immortals phoenix gods uh another another ubisoft game they all say it's fucking fire so i'm looking forward to playing that game it's like i should have been playing immortals because i feel like i would have been having more fun with it anyway that's a straight up fun game and it just sucks too because 2020 sucks man it feels like nothing's working man and it's like part of me is like should i give them a pass for this because covid i know that it fucked up the production of the game but then the other part of me is like this game has been in development for years now um maybe they missed like the fast the last few months to polish it because of covid and it fucked up the studios but there's no way first impressions 20 hours into that game there's no way i can recommend it i uninstalled it i, I told chat maybe i'll come back to it in like six months if some patches come out that stabilized the game but like assassin's creed valhalla is bad right now it is unstable and unplayable in its current state so i had to hit it with the fuck that game um video coming soon assassin's creed valhalla uninstall so that's my first impressions it's a shame too because i had i thought the game was actually decent the actual game it's just it's so bad it's so buggy i wouldn't recommend it i had to get a swig of that water and last but not least, some more first impressions. Call of Duty Black Ops uh, Cold War. I bought it. Um, the only reason I bought it is because currently it's on sale for 33% off on PC. So you can get it for 40 bucks. Uh, so I was like, eh, I'll pay 40 for COD. It's on sale still till January 10th for those of you unaware. You can get it on Battle.net. And I read through the story. The story mode's like five to six hours. Um, I haven't played touch multiplayer, so I'm kind of just talking about the story. Uh, I actually really enjoyed it. First of all, visually, this game is fucking beautiful. And by the way, shout out to Treyarch. In Treyarch, we trust. I got the PC version. It's optimized. It runs well. After playing Cyberpunk in Valhalla, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but it was refreshing to just play a game that looked great and it fucking worked. It wasn't blowing up my PC. It wasn't overheating the CPU and shit. Um, so it looks good. It runs great. It feels great. It's buttery smooth. The shooting feels better than ever, at least in the campaign. I only played the campaign. As far as the story, 
I'm a history buffs and like I love that Cold War shit. So like I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a little cheesy. It has its moments, but I thoroughly enjoyed the whole espionage shit that's going on. The whole CIA shit, the war, the war that nobody saw. Um, I was on the edge of my seat. I beat it in one sitting. I did the whole I did. I did a whole five hour stream and I beat it um, and I was pleased with it. Uh, oh, and then I also played zombies. I, I'm not gonna lie. I've been sleeping on zombies. Uh, I see why people make a big deal out of it. It was really fun at the age that I'm at. I'm starting to appreciate Call of Duty more. Uh, I'm just tired of these fucking broken hundred hour games that don't work. Then they want to have a million dialogue trees and shit. It, it was not, it's nice to get on call of duty with some friends and just shoot at zombies. Um, and I was surprised by zombies too, because it has more depth than I thought people were yelling at me. You need to do the Easter egg. You need to do the, you need to open up the first punch or whatever that shit is. I, it has far more depth than I thought. It had all these portals and shit. I thought you just fucking fight waves of zombies, but it's like a whole story as like all these different things you have to do, open up and upgrade and shit. And it was, it was surprisingly really, really fun. It's mentally taxing, but it was surprisingly really fun. And based off what I played, just the campaign and the zombies at 40 bucks, cause it's on sale. Um, I would, I would recommend it. Shit. I might even say 60 and I haven't even touched the multiplayer, but I don't want to say 60 definitively because I haven't touched the multiplayer yet. That's next. But based off what I played, I like it. In Treyarch, we trust the gameplay feels good. I know some people don't like it. I know some people do. In my opinion, I've enjoyed what I played. So those are my kind of first impressions of it's Call of Duty, but it's a few new tweaks in it. It's really cool, too, because in the story mode, you actually get to create your own character with its own perks and shit. You get to you get to create your own character with a psychological profile. And based off what you say that person's personality is, they get different perks on how they play the game. That was that was pretty unique and different. I never seen that before in a Call of Duty. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. It's Call of Duty. Something to hop on and play with the friends with. Uh, it's all right. That's all I got on my notes for like the gaming and the news stuff that I wanted to talk about because I wanted to save a lot of shit for the podcast, uh, the GI podcast. Make sure to follow Gaming Illuminati uh, podcast. We're available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all the big major platforms as we talk real serious game and shit. So I decided to take some questions for you guys before we get into the questions. Friendly reminder, just a disclaimer. Um, what I'm about to say, this is just me answering questions. You guys ask me questions on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter if you want to ask questions at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. And this is me trying to answer them to the best of my ability. My word is not law. I do not have the all seeing eye. I don't think I know everything. I'm learning new things every day. This is just me answering questions that people ask. You can do whatever the fuck you want with this information. And with that disclaimer out of the way, the first question comes from Fro who knows. And he says, I remember a couple podcasts ago, I asked about the workout streams. Could you stream on IG live instead or this impact your stats for your sponsors? Love the content. Stay safe, bro. I appreciate the words. So what he's talking about is like the past few months i was doing a lot of workout streams on twitch i would do them like in the morning and then i would game at night um but i stopped doing it because like the thing about sponsorships and stuff is you want to maintain the highest numbers possible uh the highest concurrent viewers on twitch is possible that way you can up your rates and make more money and get more opportunities you can also be on their social media feeds so it'll help you grow but you need those numbers numbers do matter to some degree um so i stopped doing the workout streams on twitch because it was fucking with my numbers like uh on average when like when i'm playing a game it depends on what i'm playing uh on average i would say i average between like 500 to a thousand viewers concurrent viewers at once and it depends on what i'm playing the more popular the game more viewers but a lot of times i'll be playing games nobody cares about and i just be running my mouth um so like it's better for me to maintain that number 
that little that spectrum of numbers versus when I was live streaming workouts, I was averaging between like 200 to 200 viewers, 200, 200, 200 to 250 viewers on average. And when I was doing my workout streams and the people who came through and actually supported them, they really seemed to love it. But a lot of people didn't really give a fuck. And that fucks with my averages. It brings it down. So I had to stop doing the workout streams because I got to worry about numbers and shit. Um, but you were asking, is there any chance I could bring them back maybe on IG live or something like that? Um, I'm still getting it checked. I'm talking to some of my people, but we're going over the contract, but I'm about 80 to 90% sure in my Twitch contract. And this is like everybody's Twitch contract. You, you're not supposed to be streaming games on other platforms, but you can do whatever the fuck else you want. Um, so like I'm being told that I might be able to do my workout streams on YouTube. Uh, if not, I can definitely do them on IG, but I'd rather do them on YouTube because then I can grow that platform because streaming is getting big on YouTube and maybe maybe the YouTube audience will enjoy it, too. So, like, I'm trying to make sure that I can do it on YouTube before I do that. And then who knows? I might come back to streaming on YouTube for the workouts. Then we game on Twitch. I just got to make sure the paperwork's right. The legalities are right. So there's a chance. There's a chance for that. If not, we might just come to IG live. I might uh, if, if I can't do the YouTube thing, I might do it on the Healthy Hokage page. I have a, a health page over there, so I might do it on that one. Or my main page. I don't know. Follow me on Instagram, uh, the.black.glokage or uh, Healthy Hokage. That's the that's the health page. So that's my answer. That's kind of where I'm at for now. Y'all will know. Y'all will know. Let me get a swig of this damn water. Mm. And the next question comes from Marquez Music. And he says, yo, TBH, I hope you're doing good. I'm a young black man working in a predominantly white area. Of course, of course, black people in America only make up 10 to 13% of the population. So naturally you're going to be a minority uh, in most areas. The job is good, but I've been finding it harder to work with my white coworkers. I get a lot of yo, 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 brother, man, and ignorant questions. Any tips on how to deal with this? Um, you're going to deal with this your entire life. I can tell you that much. Cause like I said, you're a minority in America. Um, so no matter where you go, they, people going to look at you and act like, act like you're a fucking unicorn. And they're going to talk to you a certain kind of way because it, it annoys me, too. I personally it, I forgot where I read it, but it was it was something along the lines of like a lot of times white people, they dumb down their vocabulary when they're around. They're around black people, because, not because they think they were stupid, but they feel like they're just trying to relate to us, but not realizing that that shit irritates us. Um, so like I always tell people who aren't black, like, yo, just be yourself. I, I always say that's why me and heaven get along. She's half white, half Filipino. And she's like. She's she's like my polar opposite, but we get we get along really well because she doesn't dumb herself down. And I always say that, like, I always appreciate that you just be your corny ass self. Um, so I would say I understand it irritates you, but understand a lot of it is not as I get older. A lot of it is not necessarily racism. They're just fucking ignorant, kind of like how you said. Uh, so just express to them like, yo, man, you don't have to you don't have to speak a certain type of way. You can't you can't control what people do to you, but you can control how you react to it. And if you if you unfortunately, I don't make the rules, but these are the rules. If you overreact, you get mad, then you're going to get labeled as the angry black guy at the office. And then it's going to get hard to get promoted. Shit, you might get fired. Don't get labeled as the angry black guy. So once again, you can't control what other people do to you, but you can always control how you react. You would be like, look, man, I really love working with you. But he's like, just know that, you know, I don't know if this is how you normally speak, but just know you don't have to speak like that around me. That's all you got to say. Just let them know and do it politely. Uh, and you'll be surprised. Like people will like loosen up around your shit because I've, I've had that stuff before. But the best bet is don't get upset. Is it fair to yell black ass? No. But unfortunately, we don't get to make the rules. Uh, we just got to try to finesse them. Um, the next question comes from Lil VT. And he says certain um, content creators like Chase Money, shout out to Chase and MKBHD, shout out to MK. Uh, don't mind sharing their government name with their audience, whereas GI and other groups keep their information closely guarded. 
could you go into detail as to why is the well this as to why you do that why you keep the info hidden uh so vt i don't know why chase and mkbhd reveal their governments i can tell you the reason i don't reveal my personal info like that is because i don't see the reason to um i would present a, and you can't even talk back to me but i would present the question of why do you need to know my government name why do you need to know my first and last name if you're just here to hear my opinions on video games and like life and shit like why do you need to know my name uh I guess I'm just kind of old school and like paranoid. Like, what are you doing with that information? One day I might reveal my government. Um, and some of the stories that I've told about like why I got made fun of my last name, it'll make sense to some of y'all. Like when I was kid and shit. But like, I'm personally not at that point where I'm ready to reveal my government. Like I've had people come in the Twitch chat and like reveal like certain areas that I used to frequent when I was like younger. And that shit is weird to me. Like I'm paranoid. And I like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm not speaking to you specifically, but I'm letting you know and everybody else know, like I ain't pussy. Like, I, I've seen the video, I think, where the fan or the weirdo pulled up on fucking, what's that one white YouTuber's name? Um, Boogie or whatever, and he pulled the gun on him and shit. Like, I'm not saying what I would do, but I'm saying don't come to my fucking house. And I'm not talking to you specifically. Like, just don't fucking, I don't even want to give weirdos any type of option to fucking find me. Because I know how I am, and I don't play that shit. And I don't even want to be involved in that. Um, I'm not no internet weirdo. Like, I'm with the shits. Um, but for me to reveal my government, it's got to be a... Like, just know whenever I reveal it, it's because I got a big bag. I had to get an opportunity where, like, I had to do. Because, you know, I would like to get into, like, on more on-camera work, maybe acting, suck, uh, pre uh, presenting things, working, like, events and stuff. And if they're asking me to use my government and they're paying a big bag, then, yeah, I'll reveal it. Reveal it. But there has to be... It's one of those things that's, like, the risks have to outweigh... The, no, the rewards... The rewards have to outweigh the risks. And right now, me just telling you my government is just a risk. There's literally no reward for me to tell you what, what my actual name is. You see what I'm saying? So for me, it's just all about reward to risk ratio. Once that starts to balance out, then, you know, maybe we'll reveal the government. For, for now, I see no actual benefit. Um, and that's my answer. My answers. That's all. Um, the next question comes from Apollo, and he says, as someone who's trying to eat better, I wanted to ask if you had a favorite meal or type of meal that helps you make the transition into eating right. Watching your transformation has inspired me to do better. Keep it coming with the knowledge. Shout out to everybody who's been sending positive words saying that like my weight loss has like really inspired them to get it right. That's what's up, bro. Keep getting it. Um, My go-to meal is fish. Like, I'd probably say that like I'm like a pescatarian. That's like the, not really, but that's like the closest thing I could do say to like, defining my my diet i eat a lot of fish a lot of eggs um my go-to is salmon it's kind of expensive at least at fucking Publix. like two salmon fillets is like 15 dollars. so that, and that shit only gonna last you two days because i'll eat one one day and then one the next um and honestly get you an air fryer bro an air fryer is the best the best thing i did in 2020 was buy an air fryer it saves you so much time it's only a hundred dollars it's gonna save you a lot of money freaking all you gotta do is get some salt some pepper some paprika Maybe some like adobo, a little something like that. Like all you gotta do is throw a little bit of seasoning on the fish. Just go on Google and learn how to uh, season some salmon. You put it in the air fryer for like seven, eight minutes. Um, and then my go-to for like with the salmon, I like uh, asparagus. I put asparagus in the um, in the uh, what's it called the air fryer as well. Put a little olive oil on them, some salt and pepper. It's such an easy meal that you can make it like in ten minutes. Um, and then it's easy to clean the air fryer. You literally just fucking you rinse it out and put it in the washer machine. So salmon and asparagus is like my go-to. I also like to cook. I also like to cook uh, scrambled eggs with um, um, spinach, sautéed spinach. That's like another go-to of mine. Um, fucking chicken sandwiches, like real simple stuff. Like you know what you're supposed to eat. I'm not a chef to be honest. 
I'm all right, but I'm, I'm a decent cook. My food's edible. It's like a seven out of 10. I'll put it that. Some days a six, but, <laughs> but you know, what is not a six, this podcast, it's a five, make sure to rate it five out of five stars. Uh, anyways, um, because it sucks. So yes, salmon, salmon, fish is so fucking good for you. It's high in protein, high in fat, the good fats, omega threes, and it's low in calories. So it's going to, it's going to help build muscle. It's going to help keep your calories down. So your waistline will stay down. Um, and it's high in fats, which is good for like energy and shit. So, uh, salmon is like my favorite food. Uh, to eat and then also like ground turkey vegetables like my nigga you know what to eat you know what to eat you just got to find what you like um hopefully that helped and when it comes to the diet too also keep in mind that your diet's not going to be perfect shit my diet isn't perfect you have good and bad days i had a bad day a couple days ago i always tell myself though like when i have a bad day and usually a bad day for me is like i overeat i eat too much that's my problem it's not even necessarily my diet sometimes i just be bored and i catch myself eating um if you have a bad day just remember, like what I do is like, all right, well, the next two days, I'm gonna make sure I have a good day. That's how I've been maintaining my shit off. Just make sure you have more good days than bads and accept that there are going to be some days where you're, you're fucking human, dog. You're human. Enjoy your life. You can have a little snack here and there. That's one thing I do do. I stop snacking so much. But hopefully that helped. Fish, salmon, booty, eat it. Um, And the next question, it comes from uh, Apollo. Wait. Did I say Apollo? And then I think the last question was from Apollo. And then the next one was from Austin. I don't know. The next one comes from Apollo. And he says, do you believe a degree is mandatory in today's society to become wealthy? Or is it a stigma of going to college not as needed as it once was? Uh, I don't think going to college was ever necessary. Uh, I don't know when that became a thing. Uh, like college is great. I don't want anybody to put because like, I feel like that's a new movement now. Fuck college. Like that shit is whack. It's a fucking scam. And it's like, no, nah, I'm gonna be honest. Most of you guys are just stupid. You go to college because someone told you you had to go and then you go and you end up going with no game plan. And then you come out with a bunch of debt and no job. Motherfuckers be going to college for uh, general studies and they get an art degree or a degree in GFX or some shit like that. Some shit you can learn on YouTube. Um, but there's certain things like high level skills. That's why it's called higher level education. You have to go to college to become a doctor a lawyer, uh, an engineer, you see what I'm saying? Fucking uh, CSI or some shit. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So like, if you're going to go to school, go to seek higher education, stop fucking going to college to do basic ass shit, bro. You can, you can get fucking certifications in it and coding online and shit. Um, Google has a whole program that you can do where they get you certified. Um, and then you can actually go work for Google. I forgot the name of it, but if you Google it, it's like a six month course and you can get a job with Google. Um, so it's, sometimes it's about experience and just learning things. You can learn things you can learn on YouTube. Also, I feel like we've downplayed trades. Um, most, most, um, most of these, like most of these high value men or like people who make a lot of money, they're, uh, they're blue collar workers, fucking self-employed plumbers, roofers, um, electricians. That was something my, my grandpa taught me when I was a really young age. And I wish I would have listened to him. But he's like, when you're an electrician, you literally can work whatever hours you want. You can charge whatever you want making 50 hundred dollars 200 dollars an hour whatever the fuck you want to charge because you don't have a lot of competition because most people don't think it's cool to work with your hands nowadays and that's the problem everybody wants a like a, a sexy job uh when you really should be getting a job that pays the fucking bills and, and and helps society so i think um trades need to be reintroduced uh back into school send certain people to trade school like fucking auto shop and shit like that fucking especially with ev cars coming now um there's new technology that's coming in these cars like people gonna need to learn how to fix these teslas they need to teach this shit um so the answer is yes and no i think college is valuable if you know what you want to do i think the most problem i think the problem is most people don't know what they they want to do um i could advise anybody who's like younger i think in my opinion it's better to take a year off after you graduate from high school 
and go to college when you're 19 or 20, knowing what you want to do. Like if you took that year off and just went to work and thought more about what you wanted to do, I'd rather somebody go to college a year later after graduating. Um, so they have like a game plan in mind versus just feeling like they have to go to college and then they go to college and then fucking do general studies and then mad they can't get a job. What the fuck is general studies? Get that shit out of here, dog. Uh, so that's what I would say. That's what I would say to all of that. Um, let me get a swig of this water before we get into the next question. Shit. And the next question actually comes from Mojito. I think that's how you say it. Mojito or Mojito. <laughs> he said, how important do you think it is to leave your hometown or family to grow and mature? That's a, that's a tough one. It depends. Well, it's not really. T- hometown. I don't know if it's important to leave your hometown because um, it depends on where you're from. If you're like from a big city, then you're already going to kind of be cultured. So you don't have to necessarily leave your hometown. You do it because you want to. Now, your family, without a doubt, leaving your family is important to uh, to grow and mature. Uh, the best thing I ever did was leave my fucking family's house. I'm the only successful kid in my family. Because I think I said in one podcast, like my mom posted on Facebook, I was her favorite child. And I was like, yo, fucking <laughs> the family union is going to be really, really awkward. Uh, and the reason being is because I'm the most successful one is because I left the nest. Uh, everybody did what my family want. Everybody did what my parents wanted them to do. I'm the only one that didn't listen to my parents and they were fucking pissed at me. Trust me when I tell you that like my dad was giving me all these scenarios about how I was going to fail. I was not trying to hear that shit. I believed in myself. I found a way to make it work for myself. And now I'm far more successful than not only anybody in my immediate family, like meaning like my mom, dad, fucking brothers and sisters. I'm talking about my extended family too, my cousins, like every, I'm probably the most successful person in my family. Well, one of them, um, period. And I have a big ass family because my dad has 15 brothers and sisters. He's the youngest of 15, I mean 14. So yeah, he's the youngest of uh, 15 kids. And then you also have my mom's side. There's a, my family's, I got a big ass Mexican family. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. And I'm fucking black, you get the point. Um, so leaving your family nest is very important. You get to develop your own ideas. You get to develop a sense of yourself. As long as you're living under your parents' house, you're going to have to follow their rules. Um, I was actually talking to my friend the other day and, um, she was telling me, she was giving me some advice about like women. And the gist of it is, I don't want to get too much into details, but my mom, I, and I'm, my mom told me, she's like, yeah, she's like, y'all just need to see each other. She's like, you just need to fuck her. Like, that's what my mom had told me about something that I was telling her, some things that were going on with me, with me behind the scenes or whatever. She's like, y'all just need to get intimate. You just need to fuck her. That's how she straight up said it to me. And um, I had told that to my friend and she started laughing and she's like, like, your mom talks to you like that? And I was like, yeah. Cause like her mom like pesters her all the fucking time. Cause uh, her mom like lives down the street from her. She does. She damn near lives with her mom. Um, and I was like, yeah. I was like, my my relationship with my parents is completely different. They talk to me like an adult. Another friend said the same thing to me. Um, but they talk to me like I'm an adult. Like it's a certain level of respect. Your mother and your father will never respect you until you have your own. So you should be focused on that. Trust me. Like it feels like the right thing to do to listen to your family. But just because they're your mother and your father doesn't mean they know what's they know all the things that their job is to get you from point A to B, which is 18. They raise your ass to get right when you're 18. Once you're 18, you should do whatever the fuck you want. Um, as long as it's productive. That's what I would say. As long as it's productive, who cares what they think? Um, so I would say it's very important for the growth and maturity. I feel like I'm much more confident person. Um, I literally can wake up and do whatever the fuck I want. Most people cannot say that. So go find yourself. Remember also, also remember too. Um, I don't know. Let's say like you're 20, right? And your parents are 40 or 50. Let's say they're 50. Let's say you're 20 and your parents are 50. Um, 
statistically speaking, and actually the age, the age, the, the average age of a person is actually going down, at least in America. I think it was like 73. It's gone down to like 71 because of our, our lack of exercise and our poor diet. So like the average person is living to like 70, right? So if your parents are 50 right now and you're 20, they got about another 20 years on earth. Their time is very limited. You sit around and just listen to your, you sit around and waste your youth listening to your parents when they could pass away at any moment. You're going to be very upset that you focused on living life uh, the way that they wanted you to versus actually spending that time. And at some point you have to realize, oh, this is my life. Let me take control of it. Uh, your parents are your parents up until about 18. I mean, they'll always be your parents and you should go to them for guidance when they're in moments of need and stuff. But like their job is not to fucking take the training wheels off my nigga. Their job is not to fucking tell you everything they do. You need to figure out some shit for yourself. Like, uh, and I, I'm appreciative of like how my parents like raised me. Like I remember one time, I think I was like 14 or 15. I opened up my first bank account. My mom, my mom wanted me to open up my first bank account. And like, I, she fucking, I get out the car. <laughs> she takes me to the bank. I get out the car and fucking, I think she's coming with me. And she's like, no, go buy in there by yourself. That's kind of like the story of my life. That happened to me when I was younger too. Like they just threw me in the pool and told me to swim. It's a lot of things like that. Like, and I'm happy they did that. Cause I wasn't scared to leave the nest afterwards. And like, I was scared of shit. But when I, <laughs> I went in there, I came out, I had my own bank account. It really wasn't that big of a deal. Like take the training wheels off and embrace being uncomfortable. Cause life, life is a lot like puberty at the end of puberty during puberty, your voice changes, your body aches, you start, you know, you're kind of awkward and weird, but by the time you in, you come out of puberty, you have a beard. If you're a man, uh, <laughs> a real man, uh, with high testosterone, <laughs> fucking your voice will be changed. You'll be taller and you'll be like, you know, you, you feel like a man, like, and that, but you had to go through that uncomfortable phase or like when you have, if you're going to try to grow dreads, you have to go through that ugly phase where like your hair is like short and it looks weird. But if you make it through the ugly phase where it's awkward and weird, you can have long, beautiful locks. You got to go through some uncomfortable shit. And if you do it, your family will respect you more. You remember I told you that. That was a lot. Next question comes from Midwest Melanin. <laughs> he says, do you think YouTube has become oversaturated to the point where it's no longer a good option for people to starting their content creator careers? If so, what other platforms would you suggest? Bless up. Appreciate it. Do I think it's oversaturated? Yes. Um, like you missed the gold rush in terms of like things being new and getting in when there was less competition. It is what it is. Uh, is it no longer a good option to start a, a career as content creator? That's hard to say. It is oversaturated, but I would say I'd ask you the same thing I tell everybody else. What are you doing it for? Are you doing it because you genuinely love creating content? Or are you doing it because you look at it as a chance to fucking work from home and make lots of money and be and be famous? If that's your answer, like, that's cool. Like, I get it but you probably will fail if you generally enjoy creating content i would say just go for it regardless if it's oversaturated because what's dope will always rise to the top the cream will always rise to the top okay the fucking uh, the cream of the crop will always rise to the top uh so regardless if it's oversaturated being oversaturated just means it's going to take a little bit longer for you to get to the top but if you genuinely make dope and unique shit that should not even be a concern of yours you should just be creating content because you want to entertain people so if you go into it with that mentality of it's oversaturated, oh, I can't do it, then yeah, you already lost. But if you really feel like you're doing something different, you feel like you're solving problems or you're like entertaining, I encourage you to go for it. Um, but yeah, next question. It comes from Def Nada Hokage. That's what's up. You like him with the anti-black Hokage. And he says, how long do you think is too long to be trying content creation without success before it's time to give it up? Uh, 
I don't know. I'm the type of person. I don't think you should believe. I don't. I don't think you should give up on your dreams. If you genuinely are passionate about something, I don't think you should give up on your dreams. You could be realistic about how you approach a dream, but to give up on it, ah, uh, nah. Cause um, what? Two Chains. Two Chains did not become a popular rapper till like his late 30s, and now he's like in his 40s or 50s. Same thing with Rick Ross. Um, uh, JD's dad, Pops. R.I.P. to Pops. He didn't become famous until like his 50s. I think his big break was a uh, Friday. Um, you see a lot of people uh, that be like in their 60s and 70s. They don't go to college and get their degree until then. It was their dream to get their degree. Like, are we to make fun of them? Nah, you you accomplish whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, so I don't think you should ever give up on your goals or your dreams. I think you should be realistic about them. In terms of content creation, I feel like a lot of people fail because they're not realistic about them. I see a lot of people start streaming or making YouTube videos for one year and they'll get like a thousand subs and then they'll quit their job and be like, all right, I'm going to give myself a year. And if I don't get a million subscribers by then, I'm, you know, and then they get all depressed when the shit doesn't happen. I always tell people, make it a side hustle, make content creation your side hustle. Like that's how I, I want you guys to know I never wanted to be a full time content creator. That actually wasn't even a thing when I first started. Like people looked at me like I was crazy when I said I was going to quit my job. Nowadays, people, if you go on Twitter, it's not even like when I did it, that shit was bold. Nowadays, if you go on Twitter, I'm quitting my job and I'm becoming a full time streamer. Congratulations, people. When I did it, people were like, yo, you're fucking stupid. YouTube's not a real job. It was complete. Like I had you had to have balls to do what I did back then. Um, but what was I saying? Um, oh, yeah. Like, be realistic about it. Uh, I was working a full time job and then I was doing content creation on the side and I was editing videos till three, four in the morning. And then I would get up. I would get like two hours of sleep and I get right back to fucking work. That's how I did it. So I always had an actual job to, to make sure that I could pay my rent. And I try to be as consistent as possible with the content. And I'll say I was telling somebody the other day, like I literally sacrificed my entire 20s. Uh I didn't do like early like, between like 18 and maybe like 22. I would go out on the weekends like a little bit here and there. But like between like 23, 23 and 29. Yeah, I pretty much sacrificed my 20s. Uh, I didn't really go out a lot. I didn't really. A lot of stories I tell is like when I was like a, a lot younger. I didn't really go out a lot. Most of the time I go out is like for like events and shit for like business. I literally I literally wanted it. So you got to want it as much as like you breathe that bad. And I spent a lot of my time just working and I worked a job as a teacher, a full time teacher, a preschool teacher. And then I also did content creation on the side. And my goal was never to be a full time content creator. Like I said, that was never a thing. My goal was to try to make enough money to where I could supplement my, my hobby. I was thinking to myself, OK, well, I see they just introduced the partner program when it was brand new. I was like, all right, well, if I can make like one, two, three, four hundred five bucks for like a few hundred bucks a month extra then I can use that to just buy my video games and I can play more games. That's that's what my actual goal was. It was never to be a full time content creator. It just I kept growing and it kind of happened. But I was always working a full job the entire time. And even when I was able to quit my job, I was still working a full time job and doing content creations because I had because two incomes is better than one. I don't, who gives a fuck if I'm tired? Um, the only reason I ended up quitting my job and I'll tell the story again is because well, the the government had furloughed and they were laying off a lot of people. They laid off a lot of my coworkers, and then eventually, after like they they did they did a wave where they they laid off a, a ton of coworkers like one month, and then the next month they cut a bunch of people's hours. They cut my hours. I think one of the reasons that they didn't lay me off is because I was one of the best teachers there. I won best teacher two years in a row. But eventually, they got to me. They cut my hours, and to me, I was looking at like, well, the writing's on the wall. Uh, they're going to get me probably next month or in a few months and they're probably going to cut me because we were really struggling. That was like during the housing crisis and shit between like what, 08 and 2012 or some shit like that. Um, so I figured I was going to get fired 
uh, pretty soon. So I was like, well, let me get ahead of this. I'm already making money with, enough money with the YouTube thing. Let me try going full time. Uh, so I took a risk. I rolled, I rolled the dice. So I would say, I always tell people this long ass story. I always tell people have a job, have a job and do content on the side. And if it goes somewhere, then cool. But don't just be sitting there. Don't just be sitting there hoping and dreaming that you're going to do some other shit. Um, do what you got to do so that you can do what you want. Um, it's a lot of rappers that fucking rap so they can become actors and shit. Like you may not enjoy what you have to do, but if you do it, it'll open doors to other things. Um, and then that could maybe open the door to you being a content creator or something. So like, just keep an open mind. Last question. It comes from Afro Sage and he says, I'm working on a shonen anime, a shonen type anime manga as an older black male. What would you like to see and what type of characters would you like to see? There's nothing in specific I would like to see. Just kudos to you, first of all, for doing this shit. But there's nothing in specific I would like to see. I would actually encourage you to make whatever the fuck you want to make. If you feel like there's something in the market that's being underserved and you think you can do that, you can create that content and tap into that niche. Go for it. But I would encourage you to do whatever the fuck you want to do because at the end of the day, it's your content. My opinion doesn't matter. You should make whatever you think is dope. And if they don't like it, fuck them. That's what I say to you, including me. Fuck me. I wish somebody would fuck me. I need somebody's auntie. Shit. So do what you do, doc. And good luck with that shit. Um, let me know if you need a voice actor when the anime come out. Um, <laughs> TBHAGIUpdates.tv. That's my email. Um, but that's all I got on my show notes. So hopefully you guys uh, found this show entertaining. If you did, make sure to rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. It helps move my show up the algorithm, which tells brings in more viewers. If you want to financially support the show, you can send a donation to the dollar sign Black Hokage 08. I repeat, that's dollar sign, the Black Hokage 08. Send a donation. It could be one, two, three, four, five hundred dollars. Doesn't really matter. I appreciate you. And also, once again, I'm giving away a PS5. If you're watching the video version at youtube.com slash the Black Hokage, there will be a link in the description box below. If you're just listening to the audio, follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore I Keep It Real. There will, the very first tweet on my profile will be a link to my actual PS5 giveaway. Um... And other than that, that's all I got on the show notes. I appreciate you guys listening, and I will see you guys on the next episode of Hokage Thoughts. Thoughts.